0: is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Today we take a deeper look at a recurring transnational environmental crisis affecting mainly Indonesia, Malaysia and Singapore, somewhat euphemistically called the haze, the transboundary haze, which is to say smoke from wildfires in Indonesia and to some extent Malaysia. Joining us first on Skype from Bogor in Indonesia are Dr. Michael Brady and Dr. Harry Purnomo, both at the Center for International Forestry Research. Dr. Brady is a specialist in fire information and integrated management in ASEAN and globally. Dr. Purnomo is a specialist in community fire management and livelihoods in Sumatra and Kalimantan. Now, this has been going on for decades and almost every year we have schools shut, flights disrupted and respiratory illnesses up across the region. But this year is not as bad as 2015, which as an El Niño year was drier and hotter. But we are living in a generally warmer world as well. Dr. Beatty, thank you for joining us. Would you unpack this a bit
1: for us? What factors are driving this now? Weather, ignition, and fuel. And all three of those factors are are important here in, in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, as you mentioned, the weather conditions are uh, normal for this time of year. We're in our dry season. It's not an El Nino year. Um, We have uh, fuel sources, and and that's a big factor. Fuels are changing. We're seeing more and more uh, secondary vegetation on the landscape, more and more peat areas uh, cleared and drained. So we we have uh, uh, larger areas of fuels available for burning. We have ignition Um, as population increases. Uh, we have more sources of, of fire ignition, uh, so those three factors are are important uh, in in fires in this part of the world as as they are uh, globally.
0: Uh-huh. Doctor Purnomo, what is the role of local communities?
2: Well, um, many things that the community can do for reducing or even uh, preventing fire, first is uh, participating in. Uh, Patrolling and early detection of, of fire is the, the first one because uh, mm-hmm. local communities they are who are on the ground is no better than anyone else. The second one is uh, doing more sustainable farming in terms of uh, do not
0: drain the peatland for oil pump, for instance. And do local communities have enough resources for all this? I know that Indonesia has been spending money, but we've been seeing this for years, uh, you know, 20 years plus now. What is the situation in terms of resources for local communities who are well aware, as you said, of the problems? So it needs a lot of
2: investment from government, from private sector and other people to, uh, to make sure that the capital is there. There is money coming from government, private sector, but the magnitude is not enough for reducing fire for the entire Indonesia.
0: Right. So what is the long-term prognosis ecologically? What is going to happen to the land? Perhaps both of you can speak to that. We'll start with you, Dr. Brady.
1: Sure. Well, uh, C4 has been um, you know, mapping and, and assessing uh, burned area, burned areas from previous fire periods. We're seeing substantial regrowth in areas where uh, land is, is left, um, you know, unused, which is actually another issue because that's, there are substantial areas, uh, burned areas, that have not been used.
2: It's very important to have clarity of uh, land uses, where to be a forest, uh, and where uh, will be
0: converted into uh, agriculture. Right, okay, very interesting. Very complex and good luck with your work. Thank you again for being with us today.
1: Thank you, our pleasure.
0: Okay, so we've heard from the experts at CIFOR. Now we are joined by the Straits Times Environment Correspondent, Audrey Tan, in the studio in Singapore, Malaysia Bureau Chief Shannon Teo in Kuala Lumpur, both of them are affected by the haze, and Indonesia Correspondent Linda Yulisman in Jakarta. Now, Linda and Shannon, tell us a bit more about cloud seeding to trigger rain and clear pollution. Is it really effective and has it had any impact at all? It doesn't seem like it can really turn the situation around, or can it? Linda, perhaps you can start?
3: Yeah. Hi, dear Mal. Thanks for having me. Well, I could say that to a certain extent, the cloud seeding has some impact. Last Friday, Indonesia's emergency response team managed to induce rain in some areas in Riau, which is among the hardest hit provinces. And this allowed the air quality in the provincial capital of Pekanbaru to improve temporarily on Saturday. And normal the cloud seeding operations are also very important because many areas affected by the fires are peatland where mm-hmm. fires can keep burning underground for weeks so putting out fires there really takes time and need a lot of water. Right now four planes are on standby to carry out cloud seeding operations across six provinces in Sumatra and Kalimantan that are worse hit by the fires. And they include Riau, which is close to Singapore and Malaysia. And the weather Uh forecast agency says that the cloud seeding is possible to do now because there will be potential clouds to seed sometimes this week. So the emergency response team is trying to seize the moment.
0: Shannon, what has uh, been the effect of cloud seeding? Any uh, positive effect in Malaysia?
4: Well, I'm afraid to report that in Malaysia, cloud seeding isn't quite as effective. Um, What you get is short-term relief from the pollution because the rain absorbs and dissolves some of the uh, pollutants. But we don't have fires here. Uh, What's causing the haze is the smoke coming in from Indonesia. Now, if the smoke keeps coming in every day, you're going to get the haze back. So we did cloud seeding on Monday weather was better on Tuesday, but here we are on Wednesday, things have actually
0: gotten worse. Some places are in hazardous levels. And Audrey, what's the situation in Singapore? Obviously, a lot depends on wind strength and direction. Is there any danger of flight disruptions, for instance? What's going on?
5: Hi, Namo. Yes, Singapore has also been experiencing bouts of unhealthy air quality since last Saturday. But I have to point out that our unhealthy air quality has hovered at the lower end and it's nowhere as bad as the situation in ground zero in Indonesia or in Malaysia as well, based on the pictures that we've seen. As for flight disruptions, I mean, because the air quality here is not that bad yet, uh, I think we still have to wait and see how the situation changes over time and whether the wind direction and the hotspots remain the same in, in areas that can affect Singapore, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Linda, what is the Indonesian government doing about the fires which are causing all this? Has there been any, Have there been any cases of companies being fined or prosecuted or anything like that?
3: Yeah, right now on the law law enforcement side, the Environment Ministry uh, just reported that there are 370 companies that have been proven to carry out open burning to clear their land. And the police is investigating these cases. And the ministry has also... Yeah, the ministry is also... Suspended numerous plantations operated by 49 companies whose concessions were raged by fires. And uh, another thing is that the national police has set up a special investigation unit to tackle this issue.
0: Now, one thing I'm curious about: this has been done before, right? I mean, companies have been have been investigated. The satellite maps, we have eyes on the fires. We know all this stuff. Uh, are some of these companies repeat offenders?
3: Uh, there have been um, there have been uh, quite much evidence that the companies uh, that have done uh, the cases in the past uh, are now uh, doing the same thing again. But yeah, I think it is uh, better for us now to wait for the investigation to finish, um, maybe immediately.
0: Okay, Shannon, uh, what's the view from Malaysia? Now, some pretty sharp words have been exchanged between Malaysia and Indonesia, which is also quite normal. This has happened before as well. This has been going on for more than two decades now, and it's become a regular feature. What is the view out there?
4: Well, the view of visibility is not so great, I mean, because of the case. Uh, jokes aside, um, there are strong words being exchanged by both environment ministers from Indonesia and Malaysia. Um, but I don't think we should read too much into these words. Um, the haze is a, it's a very touchy subject, both countries are very nationalistic, uh, it's an issue of sovereignty right? and that plays uh, as a very high priority locally. So you're going to get very strong words, you're going to get uh, sharp denials, uh, but I think in diplomatic channels over this issue, uh, the, the leadership has been a lot more courteous than what they are in public.
0: Okay, so the situation on the ground, of course, is far more complicated than one can actually imagine. It's a mix of environmental factors, culture, money, political power, and now maybe even global warming. In 30 seconds each, what should be the top priority for governments in the region, for Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore? Each of you 30 seconds if you can tell me.
5: Okay, maybe I'll start then with a Singapore angle. So for I think it's easy um, to put the blame on countries where the fires are burning. But I think what people in Singapore have to realize is that the the forest fires are burning because land is being cleared to make way for palm oil and pulp and paper. And these are the things that are found in almost all consumer products, right, for palm oil and pulp and paper products are needed everywhere. So for, for the consumers in Singapore, observers have pointed out that it's important for them to realize that they should put their money where their mouth is. So if they don't want haze, they should look for products that come from sustainable sources. And to this end, um, groups such as the WWF Singapore, they have recommended a few eco labels that customers can look out for. So things like the Roundtable for Sustainable Palm Oil, RSPO, Forest Stewardship Council, FSC, and BCI, the Better, Better Cotton Initiative. These are eco labels that WWF recognizes because they meet minimum sustainable guidelines. So from the layman perspective, that is what um, can be done. On the governmental level, after the 2015 haze, the government has said that they have a green procurement scheme in place where they try to find uh, sustainable products um, certified with the Singapore Green Label, which is administered here by the Singapore Environment Council.
0: Uh-huh. Shannon?
4: Well. I think the first thing that the government needs to do here, and it has done, is look at public health. Right? Uh, So you get the Uh hospitals ready to treat uh, respiratory issues, uh, eye infection issues, get the N95 masks up for everyone. Uh, And there's not much else we can do, really. Um, One thing is maybe we could pressure to amend the ASEAN uh, HACE pact. Right now, there's no way for other member states to tell what an offending party should or should not do, and maybe there needs to be a way to... um, apply more pressure, uh, you know, what, what? what's the point of ASEAN if it's not about cooperation and consensus building uh, with some compromise? Yes, it's an issue of sovereignty, but, you know, if, if you put aside ASEAN, what are you expecting the rest of the countries to do, apply sanctions or something? We don't want that either, so I think we need to uh-huh. kind of pressure for change in the ASEAN case uh-huh.
0: And Linda, your view?
3: Yeah, I think that Indonesia's government need to be more open about the real situation and willing to have a dialogue with neighboring countries affected by the transboundary haze, in this case, Malaysia and Singapore. And I think uh, authorities on the ground must also provide more and more and also faster emergency responses to residents uh, affected by the choking haze. In real, there have been a lot of... uh, health centers uh, that are being set up right now to help uh, residents uh, that are affected by some respiratory uh,
5: problems.
0: Okay, very interesting. Thank you all. Thank you very much for being with us uh, today.
5: Thank you, Nirmal. Thank you, Nirmal.
0: Enjoy the clean air. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in D.C., in the U.S., there's hardly any media coverage on the the ASEAN haze, the transboundary haze. Uh, we had a lot of coverage of the Amazon fires some time ago, and we have had a lot of coverage, of course, about Hurricane Dorian, which, are, which devastated the Bahamas. But we do have the UN Youth Climate Summit, the UN Climate Summit for Youth, which is coming up on Monday, followed by the UN General Assembly in New York. A lot of Southeast Asian leaders will be there, and a lot of climate activists will be there. Climate is very high on the agenda, and we will just... Have to see if something substantive comes out of it for a change. And if there is more news about what is going on in Southeast Asia and the implications, for example, on uh, in big industries like palm oil, that could have an effect. So that was Asian Insider for this week. I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Look forward to seeing you next time.